You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama, first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it and I run him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. Glad to be with you on this hump day edition of the Martin Houston Show. Remember that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. We got a great show lined up for you. Gonna have a little deal, no deal here in just a few minutes. We'll also be taking a deep dive inside the college football playoffs. We'll review the Alabama basketball game. Alabama getting a big win over UNLV. Uh, some of what we had hoped to see, uh, we saw some of that come together last night. Uh, and John Petty having uh, his best game of. Uh, his senior campaign, and more uh, Herb Jones even getting in the offensive swing of things. So we'll look at that. We'll also look at keys to Alabama versus LSU, and we'll end the show with some conversation with uh, Scotty Hollins with the Johnson and Marshall uh, Dentistry Christian moment of the week. So glad you've chosen to be with us. Remember, the Taco Casa hotline is open for business, so give us a call at 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. It's now time for a little deal, no deal, so I'll toss it over the glass to Joe. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Not bad today, Martin. I'm waking up trying to have a great hump day, get on the back half of the week. How about yourself? Absolutely. That's about, about the only way you can do it is one day at a time, so... Uh, let's do this. That's right. So deal or no deal, Alabama's playing LSU this weekend, and LSU had a pretty large op- uh, opt-out or quit or walk away, whatever you want to call it. Terrace Marshall, LSU's leading receiver, saw the upcoming schedule of Alabama and Florida in back-to-back weeks and decided opting out was better than playing. Deal or no deal, Martin? I'm going to say uh, deal with the caveat that uh, it's just the culture and the time we live in. Um, the council culture and the me culture all combining uh, in one um, one arena. And so I look at it from the standpoint of, um, yes, the young man has an opportunity to go to the next level and, and play at the next level, but also think that he took the easy road out um, in terms of uh, jumping – jumping ship and and, and opting out because, you know, two games against these two teams could uh, impact you in your draft status because film don't lie. Uh, So when you don't put out the right type of film, then it could hurt you. And right now, part of it being quarterback play, part of it being the way the games are going, uh, he he made a deal with, that he thinks is best for his future, but I also think it's a selfish move. 
Well, Alabama got a big victory over the over Auburn this past weekend, uh, getting revenge on last year's loss and uh, kind of getting a little bit of a one over on Bo Nix, calling uh, Matt Jones a game manager. If you saw the Alabama social media team over the weekend, uh, they put out a nice little poster picture, kind of uh, trolling Auburn football. Uh, basically, the game manager uh, nickname that Bo Nix used for Matt Jones. Uh, deal or no deal? Martin Houston, the Alabama football social media team got admonished for his troll post uh, on social media. Admonished from the from Nick administration? Saban. From, from, from Coach I, Saban. Uh, I, I have not seen that. Um, I hope they didn't, but it would fall in line uh, with Nick Saban's character to come back and uh, do do something of that sort in terms of complimenting him, but uh, I'm going to say no. Uh, if you know something different, let me know, but it would be one of those things if he's asked about it publicly, I think he'll be like, well, that's not the way we do things, but privately behind closed doors, uh, it'll be one of those uh, proud moments where he pats his son on the back. No, I don't know. I don't have any details. I don't. I don't know uh, any inside story. But I. But I don't know. I think Coach Saban's going to look at that and be like, "We don't need to do that." Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, you know, the scoreboard was embarrassing enough. <laughs> and that would be a true, true statement. That's why I said publicly, if he's asked about it, he'll give the answer. You and I just both said that it's kind of like, "Hey, guys, don't. We don't need to do that. Don't." Yeah. You think he probably has a poster of it in his secret office in the house? <laughs> I would not be surprised if he didn't. <laughs> the, the office that only he and Terry knows about, built in. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I, I thought know, it was a great troll. Though. Oh, it I was mean, excellent. It was per. It was well done. It was not. It was. Uh, it wasn't overly. Uh, it wasn't a, a, overly done. Uh, it was a little subtle, but not but not subtle enough. You knew exactly what they were talking about. I I enjoyed it. Ditto. Uh, Martin, I know you're going to get into some playoffs a little bit later down the line, but uh, I, I mean, sitting in an Alabama tradition last night made me think about a uh, deal or no deal. Ohio State deserves the number four ranking. Um, gonna have to be consistent with what uh what I said last night and what I've been saying the whole time. Uh. I do not think they deserve uh, that spot um, if we're going to have guidelines and criteria for for champions. And the league itself says that they have to play six games. They are literally one game from not being able to be in their own conference champion. And... That's because they're doing what, Joe? They're comparing it to all of the other teams within their conference, right? If all their teams in their conference only were playing four games, then there would be no concern with Ohio State being in the conference championship. But they have said you have to get six games in in order to play. I don't understand why that same type of logic can't apply to the um, college football playoffs. If they're not within a a certain percentage, like every other league has, then they shouldn't be there. Now, does that mean that Ohio State, uh, if you ask me which Ohio State team would win, I mean, uh, which team would have the better chance of beating Alabama? It very well may be Ohio State, but, you know, last year Alabama had a better chance of winning than Utah. But Utah got in. Uh, because of what they had done on the field and the number of games they had to play. So I'm going to say deal, uh, no deal. They do not deserve to be in uh, the college football playoffs, and I'll go into that a little bit more behind some logic of why I think that in a moment. And we'll finish it up for the basketball court. Uh, the first night of this Maui Invitational, Alabama shot 29 three-pointers against Stanford and lost the game. Well, last night, Alabama shot 40 three-pointers and won the game. Deal or no deal, this is the best way for Alabama to play by living and dying behind the three-point line. Well, I would say uh, deal is the best way for them to play because 
that's who they are. That's that's the DNA uh, that he you know has recruited to. That's the offense he wants to play, and you know you're gonna have to play that way. The key is when the shots aren't going, Joe. They have to have something else that that they fall back to, whether it be defense uh, and, and get some easy buckets, whether it be some other way to get to the hole. Driving, uh, you live and die by it. That's where you, that's who you are. But you also, to me, you have to add something else to it. Uh, and, and be able to in those dry moments, because if you shoot threes the way we do, you're gonna have runs where you look electric, and then you're gonna have runs where you can't seem to buy, you know, a bucket. And when those happen, can your defense pick it up? Can your driving and your other offensive elements? Because if you have five wides out there, Joe, shouldn't you be able to get some lanes to the bucket? I mean, oh yeah, the 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 post should be wide open. Uh, uh, Jordan Bruner's kind of struggled in his first little bit of, uh, as a grad transfer, at least offensively. He he's done well rebounding and uh, playing defense, but offensively, he I don't think he's been exactly what we thought we were going to get uh, from a post player. Yeah, correct. He, he he's not knocking down the three uh, at a high level, and he's not you know getting a lot of points. You know, at all in the paint, he has two points last night. He did have seven rebounds, four assists. Uh, so, uh, you know, like I said, uh, it's still you still have to live with it um, because that's who you are. Um, I, I find it interesting. I didn't know this last night. I don't know if you watched the entire game. I did not. I watched the uh, second part of it. Um, but he was a math teacher, and so statistics. Uh, was like one of his favorite courses. And, of course, that explains um, his basket. I mean, it impacted his basketball philosophy and strategy from an analytical standpoint. And that's why he believes so much in the analytics. Uh, so it, it's an interesting, interesting thing. But, Joe, I'm going to say deal flat out. This is the way Alabama has to play. And, you know, that's what that's what they did last night. Absolutely, they got a big old win. They got to play Providence today for the hopefully to get fifth place in this event. Uh, I, I I think that this is the way that we're going to play, and I think that we're ultimately going to be successful once everything starts clicking. All right, well that wraps up deal no deal. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, listeners. Uh, we'll comment on some of those. Uh, Remarks uh, on the other side. We have Pat on the phone. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, 205-342-9904. This is the Martin Houston Show, and we're able to do it each and every Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 because of great sponsors, including Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com is where you can find them online. Stop by their location off of Skyland Boulevard. Keep your car clean inside and out. Great atmosphere, great experience, and a clean, sharp car inside and out. That's Overflow Express Wash. And don't forget, coming to the Northport area early first quarter uh, of 2021, uh, second location uh, right there on McFarland. We'll give you more details about that as it gets a little bit closer. Thanks for listening to the Martin Hughes Show. We'll be right back. Tide 100.9 Traffic. The Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we still have a wreck on Blur Lane northbound, headed into Northport, some minor delays there. Foggy conditions around town, so please slow beams and drive carefully. If you see other conditions, give us a call. You don't have to leave town to get a great deal on a brand new Nissan. Head to your hometown Nissan dealer, Towns of Nissan of Tuscaloosa. I'm Captain Ray. Sunny weather continues across West Alabama today with a warmer afternoon, the high 58. For tonight, mostly fair with the low at 30. Tomorrow, increasingly cloudy, a chance of rain by mid to late afternoon. Rain more likely tomorrow night, the high at 54. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, 
tips, strong customer service, and creative ideas. They'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Got some callers lined up. If you want to get in on the conversation, 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. And on behalf of Taco Casa, wishing you a very happy uh, New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year uh, from the folks over at Taco Casa. Had a couple questions we want to get to uh, from the Twitter uh, I mean, from the Facebook feed, and we'll get to that. But before we do that, let's get to Pat. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind? Good morning, Martin. Uh, first off, I think that uh, uh, the reason that Ohio State has such a high uh, regard is strictly their helmet. Oh, I, I, I would agree with that. I think that's a, a lot of what you see in terms of some of the rankings, uh, period, um, in terms of the college football playoff rankings. I think they have several helmet teams um, or they're giving credit to other teams um, for the helmet. Um, when you look at – just looking, Pat, at what happened, Notre Dame beats um, North Carolina. North Carolina moves up several spots. So – that that's that's propping Notre Dame up. It looks like a lot of propping. I, I'm going to break that down here, here in a few minutes, time permitting. But there's a lot of propping going on by this committee in Ohio State, sitting there with four wins, um, is, is one of those prop ups. Okay. All right. Next question. Uh, I have a deal no deal question. Uh, that deal, uh, deal no deal does. Uh, LSU, I mean, or does Alabama not score 50 points unless there's two defensive scoring opportunities? Repeat that now. I said deal, no deal. Alabama does not break 50 points unless our defense has two scores. Um, we talked a little bit about this last night on Alabama Tradition. Uh, we'll uh, hey, I enjoyed your if, show last night. It was very good. Yeah, yeah. If Alabama gets ahead, the question is, will he will he rest guys early in this game? Um, I'll ask, answer with a conditional yes, Pat. If we play through third quarter with our starters, uh, we can get there. Uh, if we start resting our, our players early. Uh, maybe not even taking the whole group out, but just resting certain guys, uh, certain weapons, then I will say no without uh, some defensive help. Yep, that's what, okay, so you agree that it's uh, the faults that we got to have defense, I mean, or, or, or true that it, we got to have defensive help to get to 50 because there's so many. Uh, I think I couldn't get in a Martin show to give a score. I mean, not Martin show, but to Ryan's show, show to give a score yesterday, I called it 20 times. But, oh, that, so he is doing a damn good job getting call-ins. And uh, hopefully uh, the ones will pick up on this show, too. And uh, it, uh, it, it already is. It's hard to get in unless I get up and call early. All right. Anyway, hey, Martin Houston, have a blessed day. And uh, I will give you a uh, we'll, uh, Hopefully I can get into Hank tomorrow because I got lots of questions. I got I did get to talk to Drew D. Orman uh, about recruiting and uh We'll see if Drew agrees. I mean, if he agrees with Drew. Anyway, have a blessed day. Thank y'all. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks, Pat. All right. Let's uh, jump over to uh, Robert from Mobile. Robert, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind? Hey, man. Hey, you know? Yeah, I totally agree agree with you on the the Ohio State situation. I heard you and and Ryan talking last night about it. And as usual, you were 100% right on this one. This, uh, I mean, it's just the, the unfairness of it uh, is, you know, Clemson, Alabama, uh, even Notre Dame all risk 
four games, four players at risk and to get in. And here, Ohio State, which right now is just four games, not even half of what Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame has played. And you're in the play. And you, right now, at the end of the day, you're in the playoff. It's yeah. because the committee thinks you'll play, you'll play better than the Texas A&M and Florida or, or Texas or whoever. But like you said, Utah, well, Alabama was the superior team to Utah last year. But right. it didn't matter last year. And that that's the thing to me is everybody – I, I guess it's results or eye test. Uh, and, and it looks like this committee, in some cases, they're going with the eye test. Some cases, they're going with results. L- listen to this. Right now, the number four team in the country beat Nebraska. Nebraska has one win. They beat Penn State. Penn State got their first win against Michigan, who has two wins. Um, and then... Uh, they beat Rutgers, and Rutgers has uh, two wins, and uh, that's against uh, Michigan State, uh, who just got their second win, which was a big win over Northwestern. Uh, but and then Indiana has four wins, and if you add up all six teams that they will play if they play their next two games, those two teams have a combined. When, I mean, those six teams have a combined total of 13 wins at this point, and the most they could end up with is 15 wins if Ohio State wins out because uh, Michigan State would lose this week to Ohio State, giving them only an opportunity to get one more win, and then Michigan uh, would only have the opportunity. If they play this week, uh, they may end up with the opportunity to only have one win and maybe none. And that's the team. And like I said, that, that's fine. If if we're going to go with eye test, that's fine to, with me. I just don't want to hear anybody complain about strength of schedule. How can you say this team deserves to be in based on the strength of schedule? It tickled me that that they made a point to say BYU, the, 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 the president, the Iowa State guy, the right. guy who's leading the committee, made a statement that, well, we looked at the uh, opponents that BYU has played, and they haven't played anyone. And so because they haven't played anyone, we can't put them in. Who has Ohio State played? And that tells me that it's about the helmet and not the results, if you're counting who Ohio State has played. Um, Here's a question I have. If Notre Dame, Robert, had not been able to be added to the um, ACC and had gone out and played the same teams that BYU played and were sitting where they were sitting, do you think they would be at 9-0? and Do you think Notre Dame would be sitting outside of the top 10? Oh, no, Notre Dame would, would be in. And that's, and that's you know, like you said, that's another problem, too. I mean, how many times to beat Alabama over the head or whatever our strength of schedule? And that was against SEC competition, all. But right there, we beat us over here because of our strength of schedule. But again, like you said, not only do we have Ohio State playing less than half the games, but you have a, a, a cupcake schedule, a, a cream puff schedule. It's cream puff team. And the reason we can speak to say that, well, suppose um, if Florida or Texas A&M or LSU had a Ohio State schedule, they would run it, and right now LSU is is threatening to be a bottom feeder in the SEC. But they would run Ohio State's schedule as the king of that schedule. So that's how, how pathetic your schedule is. Right, they would be undefeated in that schedule as well, and probably would have beaten everybody the same way. They probably would have had a tough game against Indiana, like Ohio State did. Only decent team Ohio State played. They won by seven, um, and. So it's, the committee is all over the place to me. Uh, Auburn loses to Alabama and falls completely out. Um, and North Carolina, who has a the same record as Auburn, they're six and three. They're sitting at number seventeen and moved up. So and and, and look who they lost to. They lost to Florida State and Virginia. It's two of their losses. And wasn't Ohio State the first team that was able to get into the playoffs without winning their conference championship? 
So playing in yes. the common championship. I mean, uh, yeah. I can remember when Alabama was up against that when Miss when Ole Miss beat us. We were ha- we were having to say they're, they're all always saying, Well, the Alabama has to hope Ole Miss lose the twice. Now they don't make it a conference championship game, they won't be in the playoffs. Okay. And then to our next next year, Ohio State doesn't go to their conference championship game, but they put them in the playoffs. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hell of, I think it's a money grab. It's a money uh, yeah, grab. Yeah, I know we know that. Well, we know it always plays into it. I mean, that's how you know, it makes the, it makes the world go around. Money does. But it's just like you say, uh, can we get some consistency? But we never will because it's people's opinion. But we did like the BCS, remember? We didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 always got I, it I right thought the BCS end. would have been great if they had just added a couple more teams. Uh, a few more teams. Right, I mean, man. it's just, I, I, it is what it is. Thank, hey, you got anything else for me, Robert? Oh, real quick, uh, uh, Pat said, can we score uh, uh, two, uh, get six to 50 points without a defensive touchdown? Like, and you're absolutely right. If, if, uh, because we have to play so Bryce Young has to get in that game if it's a yes. So that'll probably hold us back. So. I, hope, I hope he gets to play, but I hope they let him play. That's that's right. my thing is don't just put him out there. Let him let him play a little bit and we'll see what happens. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, let's get to Lake Martin. John, uh, you're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Well, I just want to let you know that uh I've been listening to you for quite a while and every morning I try to <clears throat> realize that this is the day the Lord has made and rejoice and be glad in it. And it sure got a lot easier after last Saturday to do that. <laughs> and, and last night didn't hurt any with the basketball as well, right? That was exciting. That was I, man. I, that's what I was looking for, man. I, I'm fired up about the round ball, and uh, you know, just like I enjoy teams that uh, rely on the bomb, I like that three point thing too. But uh, <laughs> man, I, you and Robert were talking about the committees, and man, I'll tell you, if there was ever a year where it was evidence that. Listen, the eye test is a lot more than those people want to admit that it is. And they told us when they went into this committee thing that they weren't going to let bias and things like that rule. But I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. For all these years, since about 2011, I've been thinking that the thing that has fueled the change of how we decide a national championship has been the success of Alabama. Am I correct? Yeah. I thought so, too, okay? They wanted to get away from the computers. Oh, let's get away from the computer, decided. Let's get uh, people. They let people, and they said, no, let's get a hybrid. I think all they're trying to do is find a way to keep uh, not just Bama, but the SEC down. But uh, this is just uh, ludicrous, uh, especially when you brought up the thing about North Carolina and Auburn. Oh, my gosh. Lake Uh, Lake Martin, John, let me ask you this question. I I don't even know if if you – you guys even realize this? They're, they they must have zero respect for the Pac-12. Okay, at three and O and four and O, Ohio State was considered the fourth best team in the country, and they have beaten no one with a decent record. No one has more than two wins other than Indiana, and Indiana could end up, especially now without their quarterback, at fifty-fifty. Uh, at the end of the season, USC and Washington are both three and O in the Pac-12. They're sitting at number twenty and number twenty-two. Oh my gosh! Oregon, Oregon lost one game. They're three and one, and Oregon is sitting at twenty-three. And then you, <laughs> so so I, I guess I'm just like, okay, Oregon's one loss. A, a close loss drops them from one of the top 10 teams to 23. <laughs> but but Oregon, when you look at them, even though they lost to their in-state rival, they, they passed the eye test in, in terms of being one of the more talented teams in the country. But you have them at 23. And like, that's why I said it's, it's, it's just – it's it's crazy to me that what, Martin, what it, it really is. It's it's uh it's out of control, and I don't I, I don't see how the people on the committee can make many people happy. No, I, it doesn't seem like anything they're gonna be able to do now because they've set such a weird standard. But oh, I also wanted to ask you when you and Robert were talking about the uh, playoffs without a conference championship. Wasn't it 2011 that Bama did? 
Uh, I don't remember the exact year, but Alabama has gotten in. Um, Without with, the because uh, we lost with, the conference to LSU. They got in there the year that uh, um, Jalen and Alabama went on to beat Georgia. Uh, they didn't play in the conference championship game, uh, right. whatever year that was. I think it was, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it, it has, was so it has happened in the past. 2017, I think it was. So oh, uh, they got in okay. after, uh, you know, Auburn was sitting at home. You know, you got to love being an Auburn fan. Uh, you're sitting at home watching Georgia and Alabama play for a national championship and you beat both teams. So uh, that yeah. kind of <laughs> that kind of has to sing. But thanks, Lake Martin John. Call back anytime, man. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Come back on the other side. Uh, we'll uh, get a little bit more conversation about the college football playoffs, basketball, uh, may get to LSU, may not. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, I love the Martin Houston show, and I love you guys, and I love the interaction. So keep the calls coming, keep the comments coming, and we'll work those into the conversation. 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We still see some fog near the river, so please do drive carefully this morning. And if you see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Now's the time to get top dollar for your trade at Towns and Nissan. Extra rebates, and you'll save thousands at your hometown dealer, Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. You're listening to Tide 100.9. Are you in the holiday spirit? Check out Tuscaloosa's Home for the Holidays on Nick 97.5. All Christmas songs 24-7. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. It's a second half kickoff, and we are... Lined up with a couple callers, a couple comments. Uh, Curtis Moore responded to him earlier uh, in the program. He said, I don't have a problem with him opting out. He just should have done it the same time Jamar Chase is. And, of course, that's speaking of Terrence Marshall. I I don't have a problem with him opting out because it's his choice uh, in, in the sense of his freedom to do so. I just think is the timing of it uh, is not the same reason Jamar did. Now, the the legitimacy of it could be that Jamar Chase made the decision because he knew he'd be a top pick, but 
he didn't start off on his team. He didn't rob someone of reps, and then he didn't quit on his team. Uh, they didn't go into the season expecting to have him, and then going into the biggest two games of the season, uh, they didn't lose a player. So that's where I have the problem with uh, Marshall opting out. He, he played last week, and then now he's gone. Uh, so it's just a you quit on your team with the way he did it. That's just my opinion on that let's get to tom tom you went to martin houston show what's on your mind man good morning martin how are you doing well and you i'm good i'm good thanks for asking uh i i got a question uh you know pat called in about the helmet recognition game and uh and i agree with that comment uh, a lot, but let me ask you this. Uh, this is an angle I, I thought of while listening to uh, the various conversations this morning. Uh, take the helmet game issue. Uh, most most of our athletic departments in college football hemorrhage money. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And and would you think that that is uh, a factor in the committee? Uh, decision-making process as far as, you know what, we, we, we need to get the <laughs> – we need to look and see who's going to bring the most eyes to this game. We need ratings. Ratings is money. Do you think that would be an angle uh, in the decision-making possibilities of, uh, of the uh, playoff committee? W- would it be a stated objective? No. No, 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 no. no. It, I don't think they'd come out and doubt? say that. Is it without a doubt, in my opinion, part of their criteria, whether it's spoken or unspoken? Absolutely. I, without a doubt. Now, like I said, I don't have a problem with the first three teams in there. Um, and if Ohio State get to the number of games that they're supposed to get to, uh, I'm going to be okay ultimately with them getting in with seven games. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not happy about it. Uh, because I think playing a season matters, and if uh, if winning five to six conference games, playing for a conference championship, is enough. If they win out, they will have played seven conference championships, cha- cha- conference games, and would have played one, maybe two teams with a winning record, and you put them in and. For years, what have we heard since the strength of schedule, strength of schedule? Hey, mm-hmm. they need to go out and play some more people. They need to to, to to show that 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 they can do this against top competition week in and week out. Well, Ohio State hasn't done that. And if, if six or seven wins gets you in, then I say you should be able to next year shut up and not say anything when Alabama or Georgia – is eight and zero or seven and one in the SEC, and then they pay play the directional schools in the other games. I just you can't have it both ways, and this committee's doing that. Um, and if Texas A and M or uh, Florida had a bigger following, uh, I think that they put it like this: if Florida was sitting at four and zero, and Ohio State was seven and one, Ohio State would be in in for, front of Florida. 4-0 Florida would not be in, or 4-0 Texas A&M would not be in in front of a 7-1 Big Ten Ohio State. I agree. I agree. And it kind of it goes back to a lot of the points you were making, but also it goes back to, uh, to revenue generated by uh, TV ratings. But, you, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about this, but we're not looking at other games that they're that they're moving. Why did they move Ohio, Iowa State up? You know, Iowa State jumped Miami, who's sitting at seven and one. Yeah, you're right. They're profit. And, and Miami, Miami, um, at seven and one, lost to a North Carolina team early in the season, where you said after three losses that they're a number seventeen team. So. So what 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 did Ohio what did Iowa State do beating a Texas team that is let me see where's Texas at in the hold on. Oh, oh, oh. Hey Joe, is Texas even ranked? No. Oh, 
So why would why would Iowa State barely beating a Texas team who they were losing to twenty to ten with like five minutes to go or six minutes to go in the fourth quarter or something like that and won on uh, at the very end of the game, but they moved them up in the polls. What I mean that's yeah. Pete, that's that's doing something. Big Twelve is big money, so they have to get them in there. So all right, yeah. let me let yeah. you go. I got to get right, one, I got to get one more call. What you got? What you got, Tom? Oh, I think you just All said right, thank you. Uh, let's let's bring uh, Chuck in. Chuck, you in with the Martin Houston show? What's on your mind, man? Uh, good morning, brother Houston. How are you doing? Uh, just calling you. That's just an interesting conversation you all are having here uh, about the uh, college football playoffs. And I know mean, you bring up, you know, these things are quite different. And I look at, it. and I wonder, you know, if people have been all this hype about uh, Brigham Young University. Uh, I look at that. Uh, you know what, uh, you all, um, uh, the time that they're playing, uh, many people are in the, in the bed. Uh, you know, I'm up watching them, and, but, uh, not, but there are people that, uh, with, with, uh, time zone, yeah, and they're not watching them, uh, and, and the thing, I look at those teams that they're playing, I just can't, uh, not take anything away from, uh, head coach, uh, Kalani Sataki. He's done a great job with the program, and he's, he's keeping the legacy of, uh, LaBelle Edwards alive, but, uh, the thing about it, but, uh, I just look at they haven't played it in one. Who has Ohio State played? And that's yeah, yeah. Ohio State. Who has they? Uh, who have they played? Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's another question right there. They're they're saying that they have not played anyone. Um, would you take Ohio? I mean, BYU head to head against Cincinnati. Oh, I think I might no, take I mean, Zach Wilson. You said what? I may take Zach Wilson. I mean, I may take BYU over Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Um, I may them, take BYU kind of over Iowa State because they can score points. I might take they, them over Miami. You know, I may, you I may know. take them over Oklahoma and Indiana. Yeah. So yeah, You're right. You know. They can score. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. You got anything else for me, Chuck? Uh, no, that would be all. all I can, I'm going to leave this with you, but see, they've, they've canceled some of those uh, smaller bowl games, uh, you know, as you know, from uh, COVID-19. I, I saw that out while I work at a restaurant. I saw it on television on ESPN yesterday. Yeah, they, they're going to cancel some of these games because, I mean, what, what you're going to end up with, um, Chuck, is you look at the teams who are starting to lose, and even the guys on ESPN last night, uh, Herb Street leading the charge, saying that he has had coaches tell him that there are programs out there who are opting out of games, not because of they couldn't play them, but they don't want to play them with the teams they have. Um, and so I think mm-hmm. you the smaller bowl games uh, would probably be be left in a situation where the travel issue would come up and people just aren't going to be willing to to get on the road. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, man. All right. You take care. All right. You too. All right. Just a couple quick, a couple other quick comments before we get out of here. Joe, you know, we always talk about the top four teams, Joe, but it's not just the top four that the college football playoff is positioning. They're, they're positioning to get some of these other teams in Uh, Wisconsin sitting at two and one. At number 16, it's possible. They they were talking about it on the uh, ESPN last night. It's possible. Listen to this, that Ohio State could be sitting uh, at 5-0 and um, or 6-0 or, or whatever and miss the conference championship game. And then on the conference championship weekend, they could play Wisconsin and play a higher-ranked team than the team playing in the – the teams playing in the um, Big Ten <laughs> championship matchup. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I was like, how do you how do you write this type of script that they could end up not playing uh, and then end up getting a higher-ranked opponent? Uh, because if, the, if Wisconsin keeps winning, uh, then they will be the higher-ranked team and possibly even catch Indiana. Uh, in terms of with Indiana being uh, where they are in terms of losing their quarterback. But well, anyway, they're not just getting the top. They're trying to get everybody uh, situated in terms of the top bowl games. So some of those selections are suspicious, uh, to say the least. 
And yeah, hey, listen, for everybody that think I have a problem with them winning, I don't. I don't have a problem with Ohio State getting in uh, if they meet the criteria. And I'm not sure that the college football playoffs has set that criteria. Coming back on the other side, we will have Scotty Hollins, Johnson and Marshall Dentistry Christian Moment of the Week with Scotty Hollins, Executive Director of Blueprint Ministries. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We still see some fog near the river, so please do drive carefully this morning. And if you see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Now's the time to get top dollar for your trade at Towns of Nissan. Extra rebates, and you'll save thousands at your hometown dealer, Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. There is scattered fog in the area, especially along the river, and there are also reports of scattered patchy ice on bridges and overpasses. Yesterday, there were numerous traffic accidents starting out the same way this morning. COVID-19 is the worst it's been in Alabama, and it's going to get worse, according to UAB. The Department of Infectious Diseases points out the surge we're experiencing right now is not a result of Thanksgiving. Want more local news? Click on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. And it's now time for our weekly catch up with Scotty Hollins, Blueprint Ministries. We uh, have an opportunity to highlight some high school kids as well as talk about uh, some characters, uh, championship characteristics. And we'll have Scotty Holland bring that to us right now. Good morning, Scotty. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. How you doing, sir? Good morning, Martin. I'm doing fantastic. Glad to be back. And uh, yeah, we back, are sir. focusing on... What you say, Martin? Glad to have you back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Focusing on our champions of character, athletes of the week with the Tuscaloosa City Schools. And for this week, our uh, character quality is attentiveness. And so our champions of character for that character quality are uh, Adrian Woodley um, from Bryan High School. And uh, also from Bryan High School, High School, we have Tierra Cook. Um, we have from Eastwood Middle School, Elena Williams and Adrian Hunt. Uh, from Central High School, we got Michaela Kirkman and Asia Wiltshire. From West Lawn Middle School, we have Marika uh, Trone and Naisha Stanton. Uh, finally, from Northridge High School, we have Elisa Robinson and Karen Wiggins. And from Northridge Middle School, we got Evelyn Guthrie and Ryan Halperin. Again, that's attentiveness, our champions of character for attentiveness for this week. And, and our definition for attentiveness uh, is concentrating on the person or task before me. So that, that's really important. And it, it's really, uh, I think, valuable to show the person that you're you know, speaking to or um, interacting with. And you can give them your undivided attention. Martin, these phones and these devices, sometimes <laughs> they can take all of our attention. And it's funny to see uh, some of our kids and even some of us uh, sit next to their best friends and have a conversation over, over the phone. And, and so yeah. the, the, the message here for our teams is to give your undivided attention uh, to the person or task before you. And, and, and so, you know, what we've been doing in, in our series is answering the question, what does the Bible have to say about this character quality? And so I, I like um, Matthew 9, 36 through 38. 
again, with, with the, the, the emphasis on paying attention to the person or task in front of you. Well, Jesus did just that. He paid attention to the person and the task uh, in front of him. So he, 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 uh, he's walking around with the disciples, and he comes upon this multitude uh, of people, and he sees them, and he says, man, guys, it says immediately when he saw this group of people, he was full of compassion. So first thing I want to notice here and, and, and make observation I want to make here is the fact that Jesus took time. He cared enough to notice, to be attentive, <laughs> to notice that the people that, that he was encountering were, guess what, harassed and helpless. All right. And so I, I want to say, you know, for us um, who are a part, you know, members of teams in any kind, and if you're a member of a family, you're a member of a team. All right, the question is, are you attentive enough? Are you able to focus enough on those around you to, to, to recognize when they're harassed and helpless, to recognize when they're really down, to, to, to notice the look on their face, to notice the, 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 the tone in their voice where they've had a rough day? And so, he, first of all, he, 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 he cared enough to notice, but then he says this. It says he was full of compassion. So he cared enough to notice, and then he actually cared uh, enough to guess what? Rally the troops. He says, hey, guys, look at this. The harvest is plentiful, but the labor is a few. He turns to his disciples, and he uses this as a teaching moment. He went for help. Um, sometimes, guys, as, as we encounter our teammates, our family members, our, our, our coworkers who are dealing with difficult things, one, hopefully we can open our eyes enough to see, be attentive, to see that, man, I could be of encouragement here. And, and guess what? The, we talk about rallying the troops and, and sending the cavalry. You can be the cavalry. You can be the person who actually comes in and decides to help this person and, and to be uh, the encouragement that they need. Guess what? God so chose to make you their teammate. He so chose to make you their coworker. He so chose to make you their family member. And so let's make sure that we don't miss those opportunities to, 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 to notice what's going on and to care enough to not only have compassion, but also to, uh, to be the help that, that they need. And finally, he came up with a plan. It says, Jesus tells the disciples, hey, the harvest is plentiful, the labors are few. But he says, and so therefore, here's the plan. Y'all ready for the plan? You ready for the plan, Martin? Ready. The plan is pray to the Lord of the harvest to send more labors into the harvest. Uh, the, greatest part of, the greatest part of any plan that we could ever execute to serve anyone is to pray for them. Because when we pray for them, we say, you know what? I'm going to help a little bit, but God's going to help the most. And so I want to leave that with you. Be attentive, be aware of the needs of those around you, and be willing to care enough to, to have a plan. And that plan, greatest part, part of that plan is to pray. All right. Yes, that compassion, common passion for our fellow man. That's our life scripture at Harvest Church. Uh, and I pray mm. that we live up to it each and every day. And I challenge you to do likewise. It's not just enough to see people, but notice them and then react appropriately and respond appropriately. And the appropriate thing is to pray. Tell them real quick where they can find you, uh, Scotty. A absolutely. You can find me at www.blueprintsuffalusa.com. Uh, I have a voice message there. You, you put a message there. It'll come straight to my email. All right. Thank you, sir. Coming back. Uh, on the other side, you're going to be hearing from Inside the Locker Room with Wimperberry Sanderson. That's the Johnson and Marshall Dentistry Christian Moment of the Week. Find them at DentistTuscaloosa.com. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, callers. Thanks, guests. Thanks, Joe. And we remind you that this is the Martin Houston Show. Trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. Roll Tide.